Thanks for tuning in to Michigan Due Season Ministry. This show will air every Thursday at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. We pray that you are encouraged, inspired, transformed, and renewed. Thank you for joining us and enjoy the message. Well, bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that's within me, bless his holy name. We thank you once again. We welcome you to Due Season Program. Once again, to all of our listeners and all of our well-wishers, we thank you that this show has been designed with you in mind, this lady of God, woman of God, took out time to just design something for you to be enlightened. Amen. We want to go before the Lord in prayer before we go any further. Father, we bless you tonight. We know that there are some listeners that need a word from you, Lord God. We thank you because you are faithful. We thank you because you said if we be willing and obedient, we shall eat the good of the land. And Father God, I thank you because you sit high, but you look low. Let thy kingdom come. Let thy will be done in earth as it is in heaven. Father, we ask that you touch those that don't have anything right now. The poor, the poor shall be with you always. Father, we ask that you bless them right now and take them higher in this hour. God, I ask that you bless the graduates on today in the name of Jesus to go further. Father, I bind up sickness and disease all over the world. Those that cannot even pay their bills to go see the doctor. Make a way out of no way, God. We take authority over every end from hell that come up against the people of God. In the mighty name of Jesus, cover this broadcast. Oh God, cover BWE, Lord God, cover even the leaders, Lord God, in the name of Jesus, as we loose the power of the anointed one, Jesus Christ, we thank you in advance for victory right now for Galatians 5.22 and Isaiah 54 and 17, no weapon formed against him shall prosper in Jesus' mighty name, by faith the blood has been shed. Amen. I thank you once again. I am Dr. Teresa Moden, but I want to first honor those who are over this wonderful broadcast. I thank God for BWE being a due season uh, ministry because this is due time for due season. Amen. There's a great shifting going on in the spirit realm. Amen. We want to honor the apostle Dr. Oscar Underwood, a wonderful man of God, humble man of God. And then we want to honor none other than the CEO, Dr. Jacqueline King. I call her my twin. We born the same day. I thank God for her. My life has never been the same since I came in contact with her. And I thank God for her. Amen. And I also want to remember 
Evangelist Reverna Reed, Tony tonight, that God would touch her body as well, and even her husband. And I want to thank Sister Lisa Kai, amen, for being a beautiful woman of God, always welcoming on the line, amen. So at this time, we're going to go before God. What the Lord has given us, we've been sticking with that thing called love, amen? It's nothing like love because we need love to build the church, amen? So tonight, God has put in my spirit building up the body in love. And when I say building up the body, I'm talking about God's church. We need to build the body of God's church up in love. There's no more it's your church and your church bigger than my church and, you know, we got it going on over here because we got the best singers and all that. We are many members what we are fitly joined together. Amen. The last I checked, God let me know that, that we're many members, but we're fitly joined together. And, you know, I wanted to go to First Thessalonians 3, but I think I'm going to start somewhere else first. I want to go to Mark chapter 2 because um, I got something out of that, uh, out of 2 and verse 15, how, you know, when Jesus was doing what he did and the calling on Levi, you know. But I want to start at verse 15. And it says, and it came to pass that as Jesus said it, meet in his house, and many publicans and sinners sat also together with, listen to that, many sinners, you heard that? Many publicans and sinners sat also together with Jesus and his disciples, for there were many, and they followed him. So that let us know that God has taken us out of the four walls, that we're getting ready to go to a place, and God, you're talking about a shifting. The the obedient people of God is about to do the will of God. The Bible says in James, be ye doers of the word and not hearers only. You're deceiving yourself. When you say you're born again, that's not being religious. Religious is somebody that just talked the word of God, that constantly say, ah, you know, speaking in tongue, and you can't get a conversation out of them. They're speaking in tongue while you speak in English. That is a religious person because everything has its place in the body of Christ. And I know there's someone listening to me right now saying, preach, Pastor Moon, because I'm sick and tired of people acting like they're better than I am. No, we're equally when it comes to God. Once you become born again, you're no better than I am. There's many callings now. I'm not going to say that you don't have the calling, but I want you to know that we are all servants of the true and living God. That's why he said, be ye doers of the word and not hearers only deceiving yourself because we know that enough faith because faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of God so if you hear enough word you can become religious and you won't even know how to even witness or evangelize to someone who has not even you know been exposed to church or they uh, put it like this they're they're uh, unlearned a novice or someone that has not been even brought to a place of knowing about Jesus Christ, amen? Because you got to be a living epistle sometime, read among men. Am I right about it? Oh, the Lord is so good. I feel this in my spirit, and I hope somebody tonight 
is really going to be moved by the spirit of the true and living God. When Jesus said it and ate meat with them, I'm sure that this would bother the average Christian. Why are you sitting with them? We're born again. We're saved. We don't do that. But Jesus is setting an example. For there were many, and they followed him. Verse 16 says, And when the scribe and the publicans, listen to this, and when the scribe and the Pharisees, I mean, saw him eat with the publicans and the sinners, they said unto his disciples, How is it that he eateth and drinketh with publicans and sinners? See how we try to question God. See how we try to question the move of God. You don't know who you're going to impact. You don't know even who's going to bless you. Sometimes, you know what? You sitting up here, you are all so deep and lovely and can't nobody touch you. You so high edible she all the time. And that very person might pay your bills and you've been praying and asking God, how I'm going to pay this bill? It may be somebody who don't even know God. But because of you believing God and you demonstrating the love of God, guess what? Something's going to happen between the transition and in the transaction. There's going going to be an impartation in there somewhere. Jesus was very wise. He knew how to go in and out of people so that he could touch their very lives. Amen? And then they asked that question, how could this be? How is this? And that's our problem. We always ask some questions when we need to be quiet. Amen? But verse 17 says, when Jesus heard it, he said unto them, they that are whole have no need of a physician. And how many know that? When we know so much, we don't need Jesus. Mm-mm. They that whole, they don't have a need of a physician. It's the sick, he said. But they that are sick, he said, not to call the righteous, but the sinner to repentance. God has called the people who are brokenhearted. And those who have been cast out, those who don't nobody want to be around, they don't smell right, they don't uh, look right, uh, they they may be wearing the wrong clothes, uh, or you know they may come to our churches and be offensive because we wear our toes in, and they wear their toes out, and so we begin to uh, judge them. And all the time, the Lord is not pleased with that. If you ever want to win a believer, you don't have to act like them. But I I guarantee you this, if you show them love, you can win them. I know what I'm talking about. A young lady had to uh, score so many points by writing this autobiography, and um, she uh, said she had to choose someone that inspired her or they was a witness to her in some kind of way to make her life, you know, different, you know. And me not knowing that I had ever even impacted this young lady's life, she ended up getting the best paper. She chose me. And you know what? I'm not saying that I will not take no glory from God because had he not saved me, I would have not been a candidate, amen? But she watched how the Lord took my life, how terrible it was at one point, 
and and he just evolved me almost a 360. And she said, my God, she said, I looked at you, you used to be this way, and, and you never looked back, and you never, you know, and you began to walk with God, and you just blah, blah. And I was like, you wrote your paper about me and and won this. And, you know, she got the accolades from that. So this is how we are what, what we call uh, living epistles read among men. So if you never open a Bible, in other words, if the sinner never opens a Bible, they see you change and you keep showing love you're not supposed to be a doormat because you are uh, saved, neither. I want to let you know that because some people take advantage of you because you change your life. You have to know when to tell people yes and no. But I thank God that I was an example to this young lady, and she was able to write it and didn't have to lie about it. Amen? And so, you know, when I look at First Thessalonians chapter 3, that's another thing when you go there, First uh, Thessalonians chapter 3, starting at verse 12, it says, And the Lord make you to increase and abound in love one toward another and toward all men, even as we do toward you. God wants you to be nice to people, have love for one another, care for each other. I'm telling you, if we begin to show love one to the other, something good is getting ready to happen in this world. Amen. Our world is in a turmoil right now, in an upheaval. I'm telling you right now, it's going to take love from the Christians to come together, to band together, bind up together, take this demon down, amen, and loose the spirit of love. And guess what? Love will cover a multitude of fall. Amen. I, I, I guarantee you, if you're listening to me, you will not be the same after you hear me. God is doing a special work in your life. Your heart is getting a new surgery right now. You had blackness in your heart, but love can remove everything that's not like God from your heart. Hallelujah. He'll take that heart of, my God, a stony, and make it into flesh that you will be able to receive what God has for you. Amen. So let us finish reading. And then it says that, and the Lord make you to increase and abound in love and one toward another and toward all men. Everybody. That means nobody is discriminated. You cannot love a certain group because they have a PhD or uh two masters or whatever, you know, and the other person may not have anything or nothing. Guess what? You have to love that person that has nothing just like you love the person with the Ph.D., amen? You have to love them, amen. Verse 13 says, to the end, he may establish you, your hearts unblameable, in holiness before God even our Father, at the coming of the Lord Jesus Christ, with all the his saints. Stand fast in the Lord. I'm telling you, you have to love one another. If we don't love each other, I'm telling you, we're not going to make it. And we say that we love God, whom we never seen, but we walk daily with one another, and we don't even treat each other right. And we got to learn how to have that kind of unconditional love. I'm telling you, if you learn to walk in love, it's a practice. 
it becomes so easy to love people, you know. It becomes so easy. But if you just stop, you know, uh, thinking about just yourself, just you know, stop thinking about yourself. Think about others, and then God will begin to bless you. In the book of Romans, I believe it's chapter 5, yes, in 5 and 6, it says, For when we were yet without strength in due time, Christ died for the ungodly. And we know that we were ungodly before uh, God did what he had to do for us. Amen. We scarcely, I'm telling you, we weren't righteous at all. Because when you drop down to seven, for scarcely for a righteous man will one die. Yet peradventure for a good man, some would even dare to die. Amen. So we have to learn how to love each other because God loves us so much. New believers don't know how uh, to, to, to do this, you know. They have to find out how to live. They have to find out how to accept this and, how, and, and learn that uh, the genuine love that I'm talking about, agape, it comes from God. God loves us so much. Oh, my God, he accepts us even when no one else accepts you. Amen? That's what I love about him. He has a divine love. He has a divine love, and I don't care what people say about you. You can never, ever earn this love by a human person. This love that I'm talking about, oh, my God, when I was down, he lifted me. I say that all the time. And people used to wonder why I say I used to sing that song uh, in the councils. When I was in the councils, uh, I was sinking deep in sin, far from the peaceful shore. Very deeply I was sinking to rise no more. But the master of the sea, he heard my despairing cry. And from the waters, he lifted me now safe in mine. I felt safe in God because you know why? The world had already gave me a death sentence. The world had already written me off and said I would never be nothing, said I would never make it, and, and I would never have anything. And now I have just about everything I desire and about to get something more. Amen. Because God's word is not a lie. You know, people want to see you do bad, but God want to see you do good because it's in his word. He wished above all that you would prosper and be in good health even as your soul prosper. Amen. God show us love when people won't show us love. And so you have to continue to seek after God. Find him. It's not hard. Accept Accept his method of salvation. Amen. A lot of people say, Pastor Moe, how do I reach God? Get in a quiet place and ask God. Say, God, I want you to save me. A lot of people say, well, you know you're supposed to be apostolic. I'm a Christian. Ask God, Romans 10, 9 and 10 says, ask him to come into your heart. After then, repent of all your sins out of Acts. And then you be baptized according to the scripture. Amen. Because I was baptized according to the scripture. That's the thing that's dividing us, and we won't come together and do evangelism. Because the Bible says in Acts 1 and 8, after that the Holy Ghost has come upon you, ye shall receive power and become witnesses. And one of the things that I've learned that, you know, once you get that Holy Ghost, you become a servant. You don't you don't think about yourself as much. 
Too many people think about themselves. They're so self, selfish and not selfless. And we start growing. And once we start growing, we get knowledge and wisdom. Amen. And when we get knowledge and wisdom, we te- we learn how to treat our brothers right. We'll treat our brothers with an understanding. I'm telling you, we won't judge them so hard. And we'll let them know that we love them in spite of. And to be born again, the main scripture I always tell people to go to, if you don't know anything, go to John chapter 3 and start with Nicodemus. Because it tells you the difference between how can a man be born of a woman the second time. But guess what? If you keep reading, and I'm not even turning, I'm just giving you the analogy of it because I know it. It's like you can't go through your mother's womb the second time. He said that which is born of flesh is flesh, but that which is born of spirit is spirit. Marvel not, I say unto you, ye must be born again. So if you want God to move in your life, you got to help build up this body in love. The church, the church has to be built up. We have to come out of the four walls and tell people about the plan of salvation. Our congregation has to learn how to have a love because one can chase a thousand, two can put 10,000 to flight. Your leader should be that of love. When they walk in the church, everybody shouldn't be all mean and stuff. You know, because that's a, that's a terrible church when you go and everybody's looking all mean at you. Oh, my God, you just want to leave. You don't even want to stay to see what the service is going to be like because of the people. You'd be like, I don't, I don't want to go there. No, because they're too mean over there, you know. But if you want a strong body, I'm telling you, you got to learn how to stick together because building up the church, I'm telling you, it takes us fighting the enemy together to get fortitude together, to tell the enemy you a liar, get thee behind me, Satan. You're not going to talk about my sister. You're not going to dog my sister out. Hallelujah. That's why I love my sister, Jacqueline King, because I know this is a job she's doing, and I know the enemy is against her. But you know what? God got her back already. She don't even have to worry about it because God got her with good people, people that are joining and this is a global network. I believe it. I, I, I confess it. I decree it because I know God is working in her life. You you don't work hard for God and don't get a, a paycheck. I tell that to people at my church. You will be you will get a paycheck, amen. When you get born again, I'm telling you, honey, the new birth means new life, amen. <laughs> in other words, I might have been broke when I came in here. I'd have a two pair of shoes, but as I keep walking with God, honey, you go upstairs in my closet now. I have the biggest closet upstairs because guess what? God has added just like He does to the church, amen. That's what God wants to do, and love will conquer everything that's not like God. You have to show love. Please show love one to the other, and I guarantee you, you will see what Pastor Moten is talking about. Now, the biblical church uh, growth that I was talking about out of the love, sometimes we have to uh, use different tactics and stuff, you know, like going places like Jesus did. You know, when he sat amongst the people of God and that, you know, they judged him. But church growth today is like, uh, you know, I hate to say this because I don't want nobody to get angry with Dr. Moten. It, it, it is almost like a business, but 
you know, the thing is, let's let's run it like the church. You know, let let the person who handles the business do the business. Don't take the just uh, 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 business to an unjust judge. Amen. I believe we need to keep that in the confines of the church. If we fall short, let's go before one another and get the matter straightened out. How can I grow in the church according to the advertisement? You can grow by telling another person about Jesus. You can, you can tell someone else about Jesus. And I'm telling you, it will um, it will help you if you tell somebody about Jesus. They're going to be so glad because they're going to be like, girl, let me tell you what I learned, just like that. I mean, when I learned my first scripture, John 3.16, that was the first scripture I ever learned. And it stuck with me today. Amen? Let's let's go with, and I'm on, I just want to read this to you because receiving Christ, John 1 and 12, we often think of salvation as something, I just want to, to just elaborate, okay? We often think of salvation as something God gives us, but it's more than that. When someone trusts in Christ, that person welcomes the Lord to live within his or her heart. In other words, I invited God in. And when I invited him in, guess what? He lives inside of me. He lives, he walks with me. He talks with me. He tells me I'm his own. Hallelujah. And I thank him for that because God is a great God. He's a mighty God. Amen. And I thank God for the Apostle Paul because the Apostle Paul knew the fundamentals of growing a church, making the church better. He always knew what to say in the epistles when the churches was clowning he could always tell them how to get it back together and that's what we have to do we have to come together so the church can grow the people of god that don't know god can come together and say i want to be saved i want to i want what they have they look so happy you know and it ain't about material gain because if you walk up right before god no good Thing will he withhold from you? I know what I'm talking about on that. He's going to give you everything that you need. Amen? How many know that out there? He'll give it to you if you do what's right. And I know when the Apostle Paul was talking about that, he was saying, just give God everything that you have. Give him your heart. Be a servant. And so he took time to pray. And that's one thing we have to do as Christians. We have to pray, and we have to always seek after God for instructions. Amen? Christians have to seek God for instructions. We have to always remember that without without God's leadership, we can make shipwreck. Amen? We don't want to make shipwreck. We want to be God's best. Amen. Because God got a way, honey, I'm telling you, you can't go around, but you got to come in at the door. Don't let nobody trick you and tell you it's okay to do it any in every way. No. There's so many ways people got now. They got this inclusion. I'm not talking against any doctrine. But, you know, shaking the hand of the pastor is not salvation. Amen. Okay? Build yourself up in your most holy faith. The book of Jude tells us that in uh, Jude 20, that we must be, but you beloved, building yourself up in your most holy faith. So this is important for you to know that. 
that when we obey the gospel, everything that's deeded to me, everything in my will I'm going to get, Christ added to you so that you can add to his church. In other words, wherever I come from, whatever I've done before I receive the love of God in my heart, guess what? I owe this back to God to go back and win some souls just like I used to be. Every Christian should be interested in this, what I'm saying. You need to go out and win some. There's people dying in the street just because you're standing right next to them, but you will not tell them that God loves them. Somebody needs you to tell them God loves you so much and he want to do so much for you. They're just waiting on us. They're waiting on the church I'm telling you, this love I'm talking about, God wants us to go out amongst them and tell them how much they are important to God. Okay? Amen. I need you to turn with me now. We're going to go to the book of John chapter 3. I told you this is so uh, elementary to some of us because we've we've had this all of our lives of being saved and um We know Nicodemus came to Jesus by night, but yet he had rank. You know, he didn't have to. He didn't have to come by night. He could have came by day with chariots. But you know, a lot of times people who are educated or have a rank, they don't want you to see them. uh, You know, ask such uh, questions as such. Amen. But I want to drop down to uh, verse. I'll say verse six. That which is born of flesh, as I told you, is flesh. And it says, and that which is born of spirit is spirit. Marvel not that I say unto thee, ye must be born again. The wind bloweth where it listeth, and thou hearest the sound thereof, but canst not tell whence it cometh, whither it goeth. So is everyone that is born of the spirit. So we don't know which way God is coming. We don't know which way God is going to do this thing. But you just be ready when you're ready to come to God. Verse 9 says, Nicodemus answered and said unto him, See, this is why I know people don't know God like we do. There's people wondering, how can I get this and understand to walk with God? God is so much love. Nicodemus answered and said unto him, How can these things be? Jesus answered and said unto him, Art thou a master of Israel? Knowest not these things? Verily, verily, I say unto thee, We speak that we do know and testify that we have seen, and ye receive not our witness. Listen to that. You got to know, and when Jesus speaks, Everybody got to be quiet. Amen. And, and, and he said, and you have not even uh, received, not our witness. If I had told you earthly things, ye believe not. How shall ye believe if I tell you of heavenly things? So therefore, that lets you know that they don't know how to receive what we're saying. We have to be a living epistle. I want to take you here to... John 3 and 16, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life. For God sent not his son into the world to condemn the world. That's where we got to stop. Condemnation. 
stop that today because God is not into condemnation. He's in conviction. He wants us to be convicted of what we do. We don't want nobody to feel like they're going to be stoned in this dispensation. Amen. So don't worry about anybody stoning you. Go before God with your hands lifted up. He said, in no wise will I cast out a contrite and a broken heart. Amen. He's standing there waiting for you right now, right where you stand in your living room, right where you in your car driving. Don't you lift your hands while you're driving. Pull over to the side and say, Father, come into my heart and save me. I'm sick and tired of being in this situation. I'm tired of it. I'm sick and tired of struggling. I'm sick and tired of going through the same thing over and over and over again. And then God will do something about it. He that believeth on him is not condemned, but he that believeth not is condemned already because he has not believed in the name of the only begotten Son of God. Isn't that something? Nineteen is this, I love this. And this is the con and this is the condemnation that the light is come into the world. And men love darkness rather than light because their deeds were evil. And that's how it is now. You know, you could be talking about, you know, I'm, I, I want this person to be saved. I'm going to do blah, blah, blah. But, you know, they'd rather go to the cabaret than to hear you. And I know somebody probably saying, Pastor, you didn't have to say the cabaret because I'm going this week. I don't even know you. But I'm saying this because maybe God don't want you to go to the cabaret. Go to church this week. Amen. Take a break. Amen. This might be your week. This might be your uh, what they call divine appointment. Amen. Because he loved you so much. He had me to say that to you. Amen. And I want you to know when God loves you, you could be on the dance floor. I tried it before. I know what I'm talking about. Honey, you think you're going to be throwing down, popping your fingers and dancing? You can't even holly dance. You done crossed your feet, be about to flip over. Because you know what? <laughs> That's one thing when God got his hand on you, I'm telling you, mothers will just surrender over to God. Because you're going to feel so crazy. You you can't even get it right. It's like you can't get right. Amen? So we got a, we have a motive uh, in our spirit uh, from God that he's calling us. There's something there, something moving, something's turning. And that motive is to grow the church, to grow what's inside of you. The church is growing in you right now, even as I speak. Yes. You have, you, you're getting the instructions right now uh, from Pastor Moten. You're getting them from me. I'm telling you now what it takes. It takes more uh, than just talking, but we got to be walkers now. He promised to build the church in, first, in Matthew 16 and 18. So if we can stand on that, hey, I know if God said it, that settles it. Amen. Regardless, to, I don't care who told you. It's not so. Turn there yourself. Read it for yourself. I'm telling you. Let's go to Matthew. Let's go. As a matter of fact, Matthew 16 and 18. We're going to go there real quick because people need to read the Word of God. When you read the Word of God, you don't have to be thrown off. Amen? So here it is. And Simon Peter answered and said, Thou art the Christ, the Son of the living God. 
17 says, And Jesus answered and said unto him, Blessed art thou, Simon Bar-Jonah, for flesh flesh and blood hath not revealed it unto thee, but my Father which is in heaven. And I say unto thee, he said, that thou art Peter, and upon this rock I will build my church, and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. And I will give unto thee. What did I tell you about them geese? Hallelujah. You get authority, and I will give unto thee the keys of the kingdom of heaven. And whatsoever thou shalt bind on earth shall be bound in heaven. And whatsoever thou loose on earth shall be loosed in heaven. Do you see that? God loves us so much. Amen. God prepared the way for the disciples. He's preparing the way for the church to grow. But one thing he said, and he's let me know, he wants the church to grow in love. Amen. Not fighting, not bickering, not coming up against each other. Stop judging. Uh-huh. I know you say, why you keep saying that, Pastor Mo? Because we are the biggest judges there are. Amen? We're not going to judge one another. We're just going to pray for each other and love each other because God is love. And and the love of God in action, I'm telling you, it will change you. It will change you quickly. You'll have a transformation in your life. When you let God in and, and you say you're saved, you're born again, receive the Holy Spirit, I'm telling you, there's a transformation takes place, a new life, a new birth. That love comes in. I'm telling you, that testimony comes in. I'm telling you, you want to tell everybody how good God is, like the woman at the well. Amen. You be want to run, come see a man who told me all about myself. Amen. But see, when you resist God, now, also, he called you faithless, amen? So I don't want to be on that side. I want to be on the side where I know that the Lord loved me so much and it's unconditional, and can't nobody do nothing about it, amen? Am I right about it? They can say what they want to, but God loved me even if you don't love me, amen? And I was talking about Romans 38 and 39, and I wanted uh, you all to go there because I really like for people to read it for themselves because if you don't read it for yourself, uh, uh, people have a tendency of saying you made that. I mean, Romans 8.38. I mean, I'm sorry. Romans 8.38. Let's go there real quick, and then we're going to read Romans 8.39. Amen. So uh, it reads as such. For I am persuaded that neither death nor life nor angels, nor principalities, nor powers, nor things present, nor things to come, nor height, nor depth, nor any other creature shall be able to separate us from the love, you heard that, of God, which is in Christ, oh my God, in Christ Jesus our Lord. Listen to what, this is what I'm trying to tell you. We're more than conquerors right now. Paul know what he was talking about. He said, for I am persuaded. Amen. If you go to 37, nay, in all these things, 
We are more than conquerors through him that love us. Don't you know Jesus love you? Hallelujah. And, and, and then go up further and it will ask you a question in 35, Romans 8 and 35. Who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Shall tribulation or distress, persecution, famine, nakedness, or pearl or sword? And you know what? Those are the things that we're faced right now. I'm telling you, if you don't stay prayerfully, open your heart up, open up your arms and love somebody, show them love, they will never know how to love God because you are the one that's going to teach them how to be saved. And we decree over the airway even now that that person that said that they could never be delivered. A sister that said, I'm sick and tired of being sick and tired, even considered suicide. I curse that spirit. You will live and not die and declare the works of the Lord because God got his hands on you, and no devil in hell can touch what God has already started. If you think I'm playing, you turn to Philippians 1 and 6. It says, being confident of this very thing, he that begun a good work in you is able to perform it until the day of Jesus Christ. He started it. He's going to finish it. I'm telling you, don't let nobody try to talk you out of your salvation. You keep yourself prayerful no matter what happened, what occurs in your past. I don't care how it's been. Your past may be a blast, but guess what? God got the last. Amen? That's what I love about him. Everybody may talked about you, said, oh, she had a baby before she got married. I take authority over every tongue that rised up against you because God said you loose from that thing. The minute you say, Jesus, save me, you've been delivered. Amen? And guess what? You just stay on that straight and narrow and begin to seek after him and seek after him. And he promised to give you the Holy Spirit. Can't nobody give it to you because if you ask, guess what? It shall be given. Seek and you shall find. Knock and the door shall be opened. And Acts 2.38 and 39, guess what? When they told him to repent, Peter said repent and be baptized when he preached on the day of Pentecost. And you know what? But after that, he said, once you repent, and you shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. It didn't say that you got to buy it. It didn't say nobody had to keep telling you to say thank you, Jesus. He said, God's going to give it to you. And so guess what? If God made me the promise, then guess what? The church is built on love, and it's going to grow through you. Because you're getting ready to come out of the four walls, and you're going to show people that Jesus is a love, and he loves us. And I'm going to pray for somebody right now. Father, if this word has pricked any heart, Father, I ask that you give them a spirit of understanding. Father, some may not understand the scriptures, but let them understand testimony that I was once bound, but now I am free in the name of Jesus. And Father, I ask that you turn everything around for them this week 
because of what I said to the woman that was committing suicide, commit suicide. I cursed that spirit, and she's going to say, thank you, Jesus, that I don't want to commit suicide, not another time. So, God, I thank you for giving me that, Lord God. In the name of Jesus, I thank you for the woman who had walked the floor, but now, God is getting ready to do a new thing in your life. And I thank you once again for due season, Father God. And I ask that you move by your spirit and enlarge their territory. In the mighty name of Jesus, Father, we bless you. We honor you. And once again, I am Dr. Teresa Moulton, and I greet you in the name of Jesus. And Isaiah 54 and 17 says, No weapon formed against me shall prosper. God bless you.